episode number 95. Welcome to the Getting Unstuck podcast, where you'll laugh, empathize, and learn how to turn your stuck spots into sources for energy and positive change. And now your host, the creator of the Stuck Method, Shira Taylor-Gura. My dear listeners, and thank you for joining me today. So today is the last week in February, which means I will be announcing the winner of the Consideration Cards giveaway at the end of this episode. Last week, I shared a story that actually took place a year ago. I didn't want to share the story with you when it actually happened because I wanted to see how the story would develop. And this week's story is similar in that way. It's about something that happened to me about a year ago, but I didn't share the story with you right away because there were so many ways the story could have gone, and I kind of wanted to see how it would unfold before sharing it with you. And so things have unfolded, and now I'm ready to share it with you. So here we go. As you may know, I live in a small community in northern Israel. When we first moved to this kibbutz, there were only about 15 families total. It was very, very small, and because of that, the community had a family-type feel to it. It kind of still does, actually. But at the time, everybody was friends, everyone would invite everyone to each other's homes for meals and such, And it felt as if everyone participated in whatever community event was taking place. Now, 10 years later, we are about 100 families. Many more have moved into the community. And I have some really good close friends that I didn't have in the beginning. There are way more kids for my kids to have as friends, which is amazing. And there's a plethora of activities and clubs and groups from which to choose. I love my community and I love the people in it. So last year, I had invited a family to our house for a Friday night dinner because I felt that while we were really close when we first moved here, we haven't really seen each other much recently and I just felt like having them over. So I sent her a text and she wrote back that she was busy. Actually, what she wrote was, no, we can't, sorry. And I was like, okay, I didn't take it hard at all. Everybody has plans, right? I did think it was a little weird that she didn't add in at the end of that text something like, how about next week? Or, yeah, it's been a long time, thanks for reaching out. Or, let's try again soon, something like that. But it was just, no, we can't, sorry. Okay, so whatever. Sometimes it's really hard to understand or feel the emotions behind a text anyway, and I totally let it go. And then a few months later, I thought I'd try again. I mean, she didn't make an effort to reach out to me and invite my family over, and I don't really like to play games with people, and I really wanted to have them over, so I invited them again. This time, her response was, Thanks, we already have plans. Short and sweet. Well, I don't know if it was sweet, but it was short. And again, I felt weird, like 
like something was missing from her words. But again, I let it go. I didn't get stuck on it. They had plans already. Maybe next time I should invite her with more time in advance. I'm going to pause here for a moment and give this friend a name, because otherwise it may get confusing when I share the rest of the story. I'm going to call her Lisa, because we have no Lisa in our community. Okay, so the next morning, in my effort in not staying stuck on Lisa, I decided to invite another family for dinner. And I wrote this friend a text asking if they'd like to come for dinner. And what was her response? Oh, we would have loved to have come to dinner. But Lisa just invited us five minutes ago. Can we try for next week? I was like, what? Well, I I invited Lisa the day before. She said she couldn't come to our house because she already had plans. I invite another friend the next day. And this other friend says she would have loved to have come, but... Lisa just invited them a few minutes ago. What is up with that? That made no sense to me at all, right? Now, at that moment, I got really stuck. Like, what is going on here? Was Lisa lying to me? Is she avoiding me? Wait a minute. Did my husband do something? (laughs) Did I do something wrong? Why isn't she making any efforts to get together? We used to be friends. What is going on? It was all very confusing to me. I really couldn't wrap my head around it. My gut reaction was to pick up the phone and call her out on what happened. Tell her that I knew about the other invitation that happened after the one I had invited her to. But my intuition said... (laughs) Don't do that, Shira. So at the time, I journaled through it. I don't have those journaling pages here, so I can't share them with you exactly. But what I do remember thinking to myself were thoughts like, she doesn't like me anymore. She doesn't want to be my friend. She's shy and she's not quite sure how to tell me that she doesn't want to be my friend. And I also remember questioning those thoughts and checking the validity of them and realizing I had no idea if any of them were true or not. I remember considering that something may be going on or that maybe it does have to do with my husband or my kids, or maybe she's just not interested in my friendship anymore. The community has grown and we've both developed more friendships. Maybe she just doesn't have time or interest in my friendship anymore. It was hard to get unstuck, mostly because I had a need to know. I was stuck on desire to know what, if anything, was going on. But something I've learned about this work with getting unstuck is that staying stuck on desire never helps you get unstuck. In other words, if I reacted to that stuck on desire, it would lead me to approach her and demand from her more or less what I need to know. But the truth of the matter is, I know that I may not receive from her what I need. 
She may not give me an explanation. She may not tell me the truth. She may not want to, or she may have a fear in doing so. And so the way I got myself unstuck was actually realizing that I didn't need to know anything, that I would be able to move on with my life without knowing everything. And so a year has passed and we still haven't gotten together as families or even as friends, like going for a walk. And I still don't know if anything is there that needs to be resolved or if there's nothing there. And so I remind myself that while I think I quote unquote need to know what's going on in order to feel better, I may never know what she's thinking or what she's feeling. As far as I know, nothing's happened. If she feels that something has happened, or I did something, or my family did something, it's really up to her to let me know if she wants whatever is going on to be resolved. It's really up to her. Anyway, a year passes, and after bumping into her at a recent event, I decided to send her a short email. It went something like, it was nice seeing you the other day. It's been some time since we've hung out. I wanted to share with you that I've felt a rift between us, and I'm just wondering if there's something I did or something I need to apologize for. I understand if you are not interested in my friendship anymore, but I would like to have the opportunity to clear things up if there is anything in between us. I didn't mention the family dinner invite from the year before. There was no need for that. I sent this short email to the point because, to be honest, I guess I still was stuck on desire to know. And she responded. She said that there's nothing in between us and she's not holding any negative feelings at all, but that we just drifted apart as the community grew and that she'd still like to be friends. And so while her response was very nice and kind, it didn't really give me the peace of mind I was looking for. I still felt like there was a missing piece to this puzzle. And I guess I still felt stuck. And so I took myself through the stuck method. S. After reading her email response a few times, I closed my eyes and took a stop. I just breathed deep into my belly. T. I told myself I was stuck on disappointment. Her email didn't satisfy my desire to know. I was also stuck on uncertainty. Was she telling the truth? And I was stuck on a little bit of sadness. You, I uncovered. Lisa didn't have the guts to be honest with me. There's something there, and she's not telling me. And then I asked myself, is that true? Does Lisa not have the guts to be honest with you? No, I don't know that for sure. I uncovered, again, the same thought that I had a year ago that I need to know. But I reminded myself, not only do I not need to know, I can't know, or I could say maybe I do know. She told me there's nothing there and I need to either believe it or not. I believed I really wanted her friendship. 
But interestingly enough, when I investigated that belief, I noticed that wasn't even really true. I'm not even 100% sure at this point that I'm looking to be good friends with her. So I considered I was longing for something that once was, and I realized instead of staying stuck on desire, I could rest in the beauty of what was. Not everything lasts. I considered our community grew. I developed some really nice and tight friendships, and she did too. And we're not as close as we were, and there's nothing wrong with that. I considered that maybe we weren't even really good friends at any point. (laughs) Maybe we were more like acquaintances, which is how it is now, if I'm being honest. And that's okay, too. I considered overthinking this is not going to help me. And in the spirit of the theme of this month's journey, the online group program that I lead, I considered loving Lisa for who she is and not for who she's not. Lisa's a good person. She's a fine community member, a supportive wife and mother, and I considered loving her for who she is. Considerate, respectful, kind, even though she's not actively reaching out for my friendship, I can still love her. She may not want my friendship, and that's okay. I can still love her for who she is, even though she doesn't want to be my best friend. And considering that really got me unstuck. It was like for a long time, I just needed to know. I just kind of needed to put her in a box. She's a friend of mine. She's an acquaintance. She's a neighbor. Who is this person, you know? And now that I reached out to her, even though the response was super vague, I can be in a space of, this person is not actively looking for my friendship and I can still love her for that decision. And that feels great. And I feel a sense of closure with this story, not about our friendship, but about the story. I got clarity and I no longer feel stuck. I K held myself in self-compassion for having gotten stuck on disappointment and uncertainty and sadness in the first place. It's really okay. And so, just like last week's episode, it's like the same idea, a situation that occurred over a year ago and only now feeling complete clarity and closure regarding it. Most of the stuck spots that occur in my life, I try to nip them in the bud when I catch them arising. And while I don't hold a grudge on others, at least I don't do so consciously, sometimes finding closure on a stuck spot can take a bit more time than others. So what about you? Where in your life have you ever gotten stuck on desire for needing to know something about another person? Like you need to know why she said that. Or you need to know why he acted that way. Or you need to know where they are or what they're doing. Have you ever gotten stuck on desire in that way before? 
see if you can visualize that time in your mind. And then see if you can challenge yourself to consider loving that person for all of his or her faults and limitations. That ability to love somebody else is totally on you. You can love them fully despite the thoughts you have in your mind. You can show up as a loving person if you choose. It's always about a choice. How do you plan to show up in the world? All right, my dear listeners, it's time to announce the lucky winner of the Deck of Consideration Cards. This month, it is going to a listener named Mom of 4MT from somewhere in the United States. She wrote, I love Shira's podcasts. I look forward to getting my email each week for a new episode. I have been known to listen to some of her episodes more than once. I am working at listening to them all and am implementing her stuck method to help improve how I deal with different things in my life. So thank you, mom of 4MT, for that beautiful iTunes review. I really do appreciate it. Please email me to let me know who you are and so that I can send you your deck of cards. And for the rest of my listeners, remember, I will be gifting away one deck of consideration cards each month for all of 2019. The way to enter is simply to rate and review this podcast. If you are unsure as to how to do that, details are in the show notes. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode. I would love to hear your thoughts and comments either on the website in the Getting Unstuck Facebook group, or even by dropping me an email. I do my best to respond to all of them. So I'd like to wish you a good rest of your day. And until next time, I look forward to getting unstuck with you. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of the Getting Unstuck podcast. For more information on programs, workshops, and retreats, check out our website, www.shiragura.com.